So for those of you who might not know me, my name is Madela, but I also go by Mel because Madela is tricky, I get it. And um, I've been on team here at Father's House for eight years, and I'm the women's ministry pastor. And I really have a huge passion for women and to see women press into that what God has called them to do. And I believe that each and every one of you sitting here has a unique purpose in your life where you are right now functioning, whether it's um, at home with kids, whether it's in a workplace, whether it's teaching, whether it's um, at home, whether tired or whatever it is, there's a unique purpose. And tonight we're going to look at the idea of reflection. Now, thanks to um, Zimmy who runs the all these creative things uh, with Sammy that always set up these beautiful spaces and they've set up this little reflective area. So tonight the reflection we're talking about is not necessarily looking back and contemplating things, although I think there probably will be because we're women and we like contemplating things, but I think it's going to be more about the actual reflection part. Now the definition of reflection, I don't know what comes up in your mind when you think reflect. It's throwing back by a body or surface of light, heat or sound without absorbing it. So it's, it's a surface throwing back what is given to it. So it can't necessarily reflect anything that's not in front of it. I mean, you're going to stand in front of a mirror and you're going to see yourself. You might expect something else. Or some days we look in the mirror and we're like, whoa, is that me? And you maybe thought you were someone else. But um, I don't know what comes up in your mind when you think of reflection. But um, what comes up in my mind is, so I have an almost four-year-old little girl and she's recently discovered mirrors and so she'll get dressed into anything really and put a tutu underneath it and stand in front of the mirror and go I'm a princess and I genuinely believe that that's what she sees when she looks in the mirror like yes she and now for the last month or two I don't know if any of your kids or if you know the show Paw Patrol but she's obsessed and now she is Ryder the little boy from Paw Patrol who manages the pups no I don't want to be a puppy I want to run the show so she looks in the mirror and she goes, I'm a rider in the mornings. I'm like, okay, and your purple tutu and your pink dress, you're a rider, sure. But that is what she sees reflecting back at her. And I kind of started probing and asking her questions. She's like, I know I'm Aria, but when I look in the mirror, I, I'm strong and I'm five. I'm like, okay, cool girl, I'm five. Now she's only three and a half, but no, she's five. I wonder what you see when you look in the mirror like that. I wonder what you see reflecting back at you. I don't know how much time you actually spend looking at your reflection. You know, some mornings you might have 10 minutes to do makeup in a mirror. Other mornings you might just fly out the house and like halfway through the day, you're like, oh my word, I had a piece of like something stuck to my cheek and no one told me. <laughs> reflection might play a different role um, in your life. But uh, we're going to look at a certain scripture that you probably know quite well and how someone saw themselves reflected. It's in Exodus 3, and it's Moses being called by God. So Moses is being described kind of in the Bible in this point as afraid, giving excuse after excuse after God called him. Going, well, no, I'm, no, I'm busy. I can't right now. God, I think you got the wrong person. Um, I kind of stutter when I talk. No, I don't think so. And God's going, mm, no, I'm seeing you and I'm calling you. And he's coming up with every excuse in the book. I don't know if you've maybe experienced that in your life where maybe there's been an opportunity in your life. Maybe there's been a promotion and someone's gone, oh, you should really, you should try for that. And you're like, no, 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 no. Wrong time. I'm not good enough. I'm not skilled enough. Or someone says, hey, like 
there's a, there's a new season of your life you can step into. Maybe a new venture or trying something different or trying something new. Uh, or someone saying, hey, you should get involved here. Um, maybe volunteering. Hey, I want to get involved volunteering. Come with me. You're like, no, mm, no, not me. Not keen. I I'm not that type of person. Sometimes we can, we can get a bit afraid and we can be a bit unsure. And he's at this point. And we're going to pick up from verse 9 in Exodus 3. And it says, I have indeed heard the cry of my people, and I see how the Egyptians are oppressing them. This is God speaking, saying, Now I'm sending you to the king of Egypt so that you can lead my people out of his country. But Moses says to God, I am nobody. How can I go to the king and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? I am nobody. Moses didn't see himself reflected the way that God saw him. When Moses looked in the mirror, he saw someone inadequate, insecure, unskilled, maybe busy, maybe shy. When God looked at him, he saw capable, able, brave enough, bold enough. All he needed to be was willing. That's, that's everything that God saw when he, when he looked at him. And God kept pressing in and pressing in. And eventually, I mean, Moses initially tells God, please send someone else. In Exodus 4 verse 13, please just send someone else when God starts pressing in. But God is persistent and he's persistent. And eventually, Moses believes God and he says, okay, God, I will do this. The thing is, how we view ourselves is exactly how we're going to live our life it's what we're going to say yes to. It's how we're going to live and act and how others are going to see us. If we don't see ourselves more like the way that God sees us, we won't be able to fully step into that which he has called us for. If Moses didn't change the way that he viewed himself or accepted that God saw the real him, he would never have stepped into this calling, this immense calling in his life. So I want to ask you now, I don't know how many of you bought little pocket mirrors. Okay, a few. If you didn't, you, well, I mean, I'm sure you have a phone on you. I know it's dark, but I want to ask you just for five seconds, take out your phone, put it on selfie mode. I know you know where that button is. Yeah, I know you know how to take a selfie. Put the camera on yourself so you can see yourself. Thank you, production, for putting the lights up. And I just want you to look. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's awkward. But just look into that camera and think, what do I see? It's uncomfortable, hey? It's a little awkward. Okay, thank you. You can, you can put it away. <laughs> How did that feel? Awkward. Yes. Who felt awkward? Who was like super stoked? Yo, I'm looking great tonight. You can put up your hand. Yes. 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 That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> That's wonderful. Sometimes it's, it's something that we don't actually want to think about, how we view ourselves. I don't know if you've ever said to someone, Maybe you've said it to a friend. Maybe you said it to one of your children. I just wish you could see yourself the way that I see you. Have you ever said that to someone? 
maybe you've had a friend going through a tough time and or they're in a relationship that's not healthy and not good for them. And you're like, you are worth so much more than this. I wish you can just see yourself the way that I can see you. Or to, to a child who's maybe shy or um, not wanting to take a step because they think they're not good enough or feeling insecure. And you go, I wish you could just see yourself the way that I see you. And tonight, God is saying that to us. I wish you can just see yourselves the way that I see you. There's this image that comes up in my mind when I think about reflection and um, that I think is so, it's so powerful and something that you've probably seen quite a few times in your life. But uh, and production is going to put it on the screen. It's a little, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> there we go. It's a little kitten looking in the mirror, but they don't see themselves as a little kitten. They see themselves as a lion. And I really believe that that is how God sees us and how he's created us. Our reflection is not going to be the little tiny kitten, even though we may look friendly and cuddly and lovable and caring and kind, and we are all of those things. But I believe that when we look, what's reflected back is this strong, bold, courageous, powerful wool changer that God has created and it doesn't have to come in the form of a loud or powerful or boisterous way necessarily. If that's how you are, amazing, wonderful, embrace it. But that might not be you. You might be a bit more quiet. You might be a bit more reserved. That does not mean that that is not how God sees you. Because your power lies in certain deposits He has made in your life in certain skills that only you have, in a certain personality that only you have. And if we can look in the mirror and see that reflected back on us, I think we would make choices maybe a little bit differently in our lives. I think we might be a little bolder and braver with what we step into, what we say yes to. If you, if you see reflected back at you that image, you might go, whoa, 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 whoa that's not me. That, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not like that. No, 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 I'm the fluffy little kitten. But there is something in you that is powerful and that God is going to use so mightily. So let's look at how God does see us. What does God see when he looks at you? And there's three scriptures I'm going to take us to. The first way that God sees us, that scripture tells us, is that we're precious and honored. We're precious and honored. Isaiah 43 verse 4 says, since you are pressured, pressured, precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, you're honored in God's sight. We give him honor, but he has also honored us. The Lord of, of the entire universe honors you and calls you precious. How dare we not believe that? How dare we not see that reflected back at us when we look in the mirror? We're precious and honored. The second scripture I want to take you to is Zephaniah 3 verse 17, where God says, we are delightful. Now, some days you might not feel very delightful. <laughs> Maybe you woke up late, maybe you like kicked the dog and, you know, you got in the car and something's wrong with your car and you're like, oh, like you're not feeling very delightful. Maybe you take it out on the people around you because, you know, 
that happens. We never do that, no. no. So it's only me. It's only me, right? Yeah. We're always delightful. But God sees us as delightful. Zephaniah 3 verse 17 says, Lord, your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. God takes delight in you. It means the delightful is full of delight, full of joy, full of happiness. Have you just spent time with someone in your life and you leave feeling immediately joyful? It just fills a cup. That is how God sees us. We're, we're delighting Him. He's a God who needs nothing, but He delights in us. He wants us. He calls us delightful. And the third scripture I want to take you to is 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. He sees us as new. New. Which means fresh, clean, without blemish. Sometimes you may look in the mirror and see something reflecting back at you that you are critical about. Critical about your appearance, critical about your hair. It's not looking great today. Um, I really don't feel fresh and new today. Or maybe there's just a pimple growing or something. Something that's you looking in the mirror and you, you're finding ways to nitpick. God looks at you and he sees newness. He sees that cleanliness and a clean slate. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. And that is how God views you. No matter what you're feeling right now, no matter what you're experiencing, no what you've been through, no what you're going to go through, God sees you as new. So he sees you as precious and honored, delightful and new. You might sometimes look in the mirror and maybe see some wrinkles reflecting back at you. God sees the joyfulness that you bring into circumstances and situations. He sees the laughter that you share with friends. He sees the joy you bring into your home life, into your family life. He sees the absolute, the jokes that you share in your workplace that brighten people's days. That's what he sees. You may see the wrinkles or the laugh lines. He sees what those represent, the joy that you share. Because he looks at you, precious, honored, delightful, new. He sees the lion. That is you. You may look and you might see, oh, no, my clothes are not updated or, oh, I haven't, I need to do that or I need to wear this. God looks at the sacrifices you're making for family, for all the other things you're busy with, that you are not updating a wardrobe, but that you're looking at your children and your partner and your family and helping them and serving and supporting. That is what he sees when you may look at that critically. You might look in, in the mirror and go, oh, um, my, wake, my makeup's a little bit uh, worn off or I'm looking a little bit tattered today or maybe I'm feeling a little bit tired. God looks at how hard you've worked today, how you've used your hands to love and care and wash and clean and drive to work and pick up the pen to help people at work. That is what he sees, your toil, your busyness. He sees anything you might see as negative as positive because that is the God who we serve. Because when he looks at you, he sees precious, honored, delightful, and new. I really want to encourage us tonight to see us and to meditate on how God sees us 
in the way that he does. And not to compare that on social media. Oh, comparison is a thing, hey? Yo, that can, that can be a snare that just grips us when we least expect it. We can compare ourselves to images we see on social media or what people are doing or um, even how other people are looking. And when we look in, in the mirror, we go, oh, this is not looking right or this is not looking the same or I need something. I need a, something with my hair or something with my clothes or something with my face or just something doesn't feel right. We're critical. But we can't compare ourselves. We can't use that as a gauge of how we should be. Another danger is for us to wait for someone else to tell us who we are. Instead of looking in the mirror and going, I am seeing a godly, amazing, kind, caring, powerful woman of God. We go, I'm not 100% sure who I am. So maybe you tell me or you tell me, or my partner please tell me, or my friend please tell me. The problem with that is that mirrors can get dirty and mirrors can get distorted. I don't know if you've seen, um, you know, they like that in, those infamous circus mirrors where you stand in front of them and they, you know, they make your whole body look like this or suddenly they make your head big or they make your, your feet look like clown feet or, you know, they're distorted mirrors. You cannot control the type of mirror that someone else will see you through, the type of lens. Lenses get dirty, they, they get distorted, they get shattered, they get broken. And so what people view you through is not necessarily a godly lens. And so we cannot rely on them to tell us who we are. They might be looking at you, a good, godly, fearless, powerful woman through a very distorted lens. And so they see, oh, her head's huge, she's so boastful. Oh, she's not confident. She's looking horrendous. No, she's, she's not powerful. She's conceited. She's not brave. She's overpowering. They could be looking at you through such a distorted lens. And if you take that as truth and you don't hold it up against the reflection of God in you, it can become so messy and so broken. And we stop believing that. The only one who can tell us who we are is the one who made us who we are. And that is Christ. No one else can tell you who you are. No one can tell you who you're supposed to reflect. When you look in the mirror, sometimes we can even distort our own view of ourselves. Maybe words someone has spoken over you. Maybe a relationship where someone said, well, you're just too much. Or you're just, you're just, you're not enough. And you look through the lens and you see that reflected on you. I'm not enough or I'm too much. And it's something that you see almost as if someone's written on your mirror. You know, we've put positive affirmations on the, in the bathroom uh, mirrors. I don't know if you guys have seen, you are beautiful vinyls and you look beautiful and you look lovely and God loves you because when you look in the mirror, you'll see those words reflected back on you. But you might have taken a pen and written on your own mirror and have gone, I am too much or conceited, or boring, or not beautiful, or big head. And every time you look at your reflection, that's what you see. Oh, but I'm conceited. Oh yeah, okay, can't, can't do that. Oh, I can't take that promotion because, oh, remember, you're, you're boring. Oh yeah, no one's gonna like you. You've written on your own mirror. And tonight I'm going to pray that those mirrors get completely erased. Because remember, you're new and delightful. Even when we're not, 
God sees us as delightful. How amazing is that? So I'm going to pray that if there's any words that you've written on your own mirrors tonight, that God will just come and the Holy Spirit will just come and just do. That was my squeaky sound. (laughs) Make it squeaky clean. So that when you look, you only see the reflection of the lion, of what God sees. And you don't place any of those other burdens on top of your clean mirror. Yes, Lord God, thank you that you love us, Lord Jesus. You love us beyond comprehension, beyond what we may see reflected back at us, Lord God. Beyond what we may think of ourselves, Lord God. You see the true us, Lord Jesus. You see the powerful, the capable, the skillful, the loving, the kind, the caring, the ready. And Lord God, right now, I really just come before you, Lord Jesus, as we stand with our, with our hands open up before you, Lord God. We say thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for creating us for such a time as this. Thank you that not one of us is a mistake. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have planned and purposed for us to be here right now with a purpose over our lives, Lord God. Lord Jesus, I pray right now that if there are any words written on our mirrors of our souls that are not from you, in Jesus' name, may they be erased, Lord Jesus. May we walk out of here knowing that we are cherished, that we are delightful, that we are new creations, Lord Jesus. That when we look back, and we see our reflection, it is only what you see, Lord God. Not what others may say or what others have told us or any words that we may speak over ourselves, but it is only what you see, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love that is never ending, that never fails. Thank you that there is always room at your table for us. So Lord God, I pray for every single woman in this place tonight, for the family that she represents, for the community that she represents. Right now, Lord God, I pray for favour over each and every single woman. I pray, Lord God, for any healing that is taking place, Lord God, in their lives. I pray, Lord Jesus, right now over that family, I pray for, for health, Lord Jesus. I pray for, for vision, emotionally, financially, Lord God, mentally, I pray, Lord God, for strength in difficult circumstances at the moment, Lord Jesus. I pray for breakthrough in areas where it feels like they're coming up against walls, Lord God. We pray for the breaking of chains, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord God, for freedom in circumstances. We pray, Lord God, for ways that people may feel right now that they're stuck. But I pray, Lord God, that the Holy Spirit will show them the way, Lord God. They will walk out of here tonight feeling hopeful and encouraged, knowing that you will make a way even where there seems to be no way. Lord God, I pray for joy over each woman represented here tonight and the families represented, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can walk boldly and powerfully in your strength, in your freedom, in your joy, in your guidance every single day with the Holy Spirit at our side. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you've made and that you love us, that each and every single one of us can say, I am the one that you love. May we write those words on the mirrors of our hearts. May we wake up in the morning and pray them over ourselves and over our families and over our communities. May we walk in boldness. May we be the light bringers and the hope sharers. 
Thank you, Lord God, for how you made us and how you created us. We give you all the glory and all the honor tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we give him a big honoring shout of praise tonight?